And good morning, LaToya. Good morning, LT. How are you? I am doing well. Marvelous. Do you know that we are only three days from Christmas? I know, and I'm excited. I'm excited, too. It's funny because um, my husband has bought me more gifts this year than he has ever bought me. Oh. I haven't the slightest idea what they are, but I can tell you this. I guarantee you I'm going to like every last single one of them because he asked me for my Amazon wish list. Oh, so he's very, very uh, intentional this year. (laughs) Very intentional this year, which is interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like intentional. I like intentionality about gifts. I do too. You know, one thing I hate is like to get gifts that I kind of am appreciative of, but like I go back and look under my counter or in my room and I've never used them. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing about gift giving. I want to give people what they love and what they'll use. Because if you're not going to use it, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yes. You know, I might as well have just gave you the money if you're not going to use it. And it was funny because one of my girlfriends just turned 35 and I just was like, hey, it's kind of a new friend. I met her this year and uh, we really bonded. And so um, I was asking her, you know, I knew some things, but I just wanted to clarify, like, what's your favorite color? What do you really like to do? Right. What makes your heart beat? Um, And then it's interesting because she works from home. And so she was like... I like socks. And I'm like, well, what type of socks? Do you like the ones with the grips? <laughs> Do you like fuzzy? Right, right. You like fuzzy you like socks? You like knee socks, socks, ankle socks? Ankle right, right. Like... <laughs> and she was like, I like fluffy grips. So I now have homegirl two pairs of fluffy grips. Mm-hmm. And she loves her dog. She's a dog mom. Okay. And I found her one that had the grip that said dog mom. Oh. And she was elated. Of course she was. She was like, her gifts were so intentional. And I was like, yeah, I got you. And basically self-care gifts. Yes. So that you pull out from your home. You don't feel like going out, but you want to have you like a little spa day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that good stuff. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. And speaking about a gift that you gave me that I absolutely love was my exfoliating face cloth. So let me make you laugh about it. Well, my mom gave me a good last year that I never opened until this year. Like, this year when Jaden was away this year. Okay. And girl, guess what it was? What? <laughs> it was exfoliating gloves. Oh. Honey. This is taking my whole bath level. <laughs> it, yes, it takes it to a whole new level, doesn't it? Because I've had, like, the coral scrubs. I've had the loofahs. Mm-hmm. But this exfoliating gloves? Yes. They are my favorite. Okay, do you know that in the bathtub, I don't, when I'm taking a shower, I don't use the, uh, what is that, the the puff thing? The loofah. Yeah, that thing that, you know, you need to throw away every three months because, yeah, yeah, that thing, I don't use, I don't use that anymore. I don't use a washcloth anymore. Um, I don't use a sponge because I used to use uh, loofah sponges. Remember those? I don't use those anymore. Then I had sea sponges. I don't use those anymore. When I found the exfoliating gloves. Girl. 
it's like be, it's it's wonderful it is absolutely wonderful it makes the bath so easy the shower so easy and here's what I love about them I can put them in the washing machine absolutely and so now I have some for my travel bag mm-hmm. they are the best yeah. Bathroom, shower. Yes. Bathroom, Yes, they are the best. As a matter of fact, um, you know, as we continue to help our homeschool moms and dads um, take care of themselves, I've got a YouTube video that I'm getting ready to do on uh, tools that you need for self-care self-care tools and I'm going to be talking about the exfoliating gloves um you know and and something as simple as a command hook and a laundry bag that you can a mesh laundry bag and command hook you can get these at Dollar Tree yes and you put that little command hook and that little mesh laundry bag up there so all of your things like your shower gloves and your face cloths and your reusable makeup remover pads and all those things you just toss those things right in there so that when you get ready to put things in the wash you zip that sucker up and you just throw it in the wash with the rest of your things absolutely makes it so much oh and and it takes your (laughs) self-care to a whole nother level Yes, yes. I didn't even take us off the tangent, but I just had to t- I had to share that story. <laughs> that's all right. That is all right. You know, and 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 I'm glad you kind of that, that's a decent segue into what we're talking about today about you not giving up on homeschool because you were your child's first teacher and you are your child's best teacher. And I think sometimes that okay, you know what, I can't do this. Sometimes that happens because we're not taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. Because we're not taking a moment. And so I think that's a part of it. Um, I remember, now we started homeschooling when Elsa was in uh, kindergarten because of our situation that we went through. For those of you who don't know that story, uh, go back and listen to um, LaToya's homeschool story and LT's homeschool story and you'll find out the reasons why we became homeschoolers accidental homeschoolers in the first place Um, so our situation was kindergarten and first grade was very I'm not going to say easy for us but it wasn't the challenge that second grade was because what pushed us into homeschooling anyway we were determined that she was going to be homeschooled and we were not sending her back to any school. So I think some of the things that many parents may go through their first or second year of homeschooling, we didn't go through because her safety was our number one concern. So we were willing to put up with whatever we had to put up with. Um, Plus, because we were so new at it, we didn't know what we were doing anyway. So we were kind of just like, okay, well, maybe this is part of it. Well, that's all right. This is just what we're going to have to do. So kindergarten and first grade for us were, they just were what they were. Now, second grade, ma'am, I threatened to send Elsa to public school multiple times that year. Yes. I mean, oh my goodness, the things that we went through. And it was, let me tell you what it all surrounded around. It surrounded around two things. One, me not understanding that I am not 
required to be a public school school teacher. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't need to do things the way any school does it. I don't need to do things the way any other homeschooler does it. Like all of these grandiose ideas of what I had about what I'm supposed to be as a homeschooler. I wasn't living up to that. And Elsa wasn't living up to it either. And she didn't want to live up to it. And that was part of the problem. The second thing was curriculum and not understanding that all curriculum is not going to last you forever. Just because you started your kindergartner with Matthew C does not mean your kindergartner is going to stick with Matthew C all the way through high school. Absolutely. And so there were some disappointments that actually had nothing to do with the child. (laughs) It was all me. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think at the core of homeschooling burnout, it's sometimes the uh, issue of not changing as a parent. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about some of the signs of like, what were the feelings surrounding that homeschool burnout? I know when I was there, it was like, I was very irritable. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And frustrated. Yes. And excited. And to be honest, I think at that point, I was even in a state of situational depression because the pressure was on. Um, you know, I was trans, you know, coming out of corporate America, really just trying to figure it out. But also, like, got thrown into homeschooling at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, you mix that with hormones and just being exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, just, just overwhelmed. Uh-oh. And and another thing that makes you feel overwhelmed as a homeschooler is, for some reason, we think so many years in advance. Like I remember thinking when we were, when we started first grade with Elsa, I was like, ooh, Matthew C goes all the way to calculus. Yes. Why am I thinking about calculus in the first grade? Yes. Stop it. Pump your brakes. <laughs> yes. I, I used to do that too. And it was like, I would think even when it comes to like parenting, when you're homeschooling, mm-hmm. so when those hats like, well, is <laughs> this issue of not taking, let's say not taking accountability was one of ours at like third grade, you know, mm-hmm. would take it sometimes, but then would not. Right. And that was a hard time. So I'm like already as an adult thinking like, well, if he doesn't take accountability now, <laughs> you know. What's going to happen when he's 35? <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, I, I told my counselor this and she was just like, man, focus on today. I know you're a legacy focus, but focus on now. Right, right. Things all go through with my children. She said, I have four boys. Mm-hmm. And some of the things, I didn't think me or my husband was going to make it. Right. But we decided to focus on the now. Yes. Now, don't worry I, about here. Don't worry about two years from now. Don't right. worry about when they, you cross that bridge when you get there. Right. Now, I understand having a plan. Okay. Yes. I get that. I get that you, you're looking at now and you're saying, okay, this is what we're doing this year. Hopefully, this is what we'll do next year. And then this is our goal for the year after that. But I would say... Maybe, so if you're homeschooling right now and you've got a second grader, what you're doing right now will help you plan for third grade. 
and then maybe come up with some goals for fourth grade. But don't try to sit down and plan out fourth grade. It's too much. Like right now, we're fourth grade. We have a plan for fifth grade and we have some goals for sixth grade, but I'm not planning sixth grade. But do you know when Elsa was in kindergarten, I had already planned everything through fourth grade. And so when it came around for me to implement those things and and the child was like, "Mm, mm, mm," I was disappointed. (laughs) Yes. But that was on me. Yes. Not her. So, and that's the other thing, being inflexible, even though you were a homeschooler. Now, hold on. Didn't you, part of the reason you became a homeschooler so you could have flexibility. Yes. Whether you admit it or not, trust. Part of why you became a homeschooler was for flexibility. So then you turn around and you are an inflexible homeschool parent. You can't do that. No, you have got to learn to operate within flexibility. Now, everybody's level of flexibility is is different. The, the flexibility continuum <laughs> is long. So wh- whatever that means for you, but you will have to be flexible. You cannot be rigid and, and, and not burn out. If you're rigid, you will burn out as a homeschooler. You will. Yes, and what about the moms? And I, I have seen this and I... Um, at one point had overcommitted and over socialized my child like I cannot ping pong across the country mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. And, I, and homeschool mm-hmm. and so a part of my burnout was like knowing that you can't do everything like nope my child cannot attend that because that is an hour across town right I had to learn that I think you remember how overcommitted I was Yes. And you want them to be involved because, you know, that's the homeschool stigma. Oh, your kids are not socialized. But then you have to just be like, and I do not care. I am doing what is for me. (laughs) (laughs) Social (laughs) smoshal. You know? Yeah. But no, but she is, she's, she's so socialized. It's not even funny. And we get to the place where we're like, oh, well, I want my child to experience this. Oh, well, I want my. And think about it like this. Think about when you had your kids uh, in public school. You didn't you didn't care whether they had this experience, that experience and the other experience. So why is it all of a sudden that you're homeschooling? Now your kids need to do gymnastics and baseball and soccer and Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and uh, you, you you see what I'm saying? Yes. <clears throat> Why do they need to be in 45 things because you're homeschooling? Yes. And then I also was just talking to a parent. I was just like, one of the things that I had to realize is also some of those things have to come in home. Yes. So if it is baseball personal training mm-hmm. or taekwondo personal training mm-hmm. or music lessons, sometimes those things have to come in house. Yes. But we also have to sometimes say that this is what we did for a season. Absolutely. And, you know, just because your kids played soccer from age six to age 12 doesn't mean at 12 they need to continue to play soccer. Now, if you are saying, if you and your child have sat down and you're like, your child really loves soccer, they're really good at soccer, their goal is to get a soccer scholarship, hey, I get that. 
But if this is just something that you did for a while and now they're interested in something else and they'd like to try something else, then it's time to put the soccer cleats away and move on to something else. Yes, and I've heard many parents, like, they hate to part because they've invested so much into the equipment. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, at this point, you either sell it, gift it, or store it. Or donate it. Just move on. Yeah, because I'm going to say, but like you said, sell it. That's what Facebook Marketplace is for. Somebody will gladly take that off your hands. Mm -hmm. They surely will. And if they don't, then donate it and utilize it on your taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Like... But that will not be a uh, an issue, an, an issue or an excuse for not moving on. That is correct. We have finally decided that we're moving on from skating. Um, you've been that for years. Yes, and it's not because she doesn't like it anymore or anything else, but her desire to be there and also the group of friends there is we've kind of exhausted it. Okay. And she has two girlfriends from there that she will probably have for an extended period of time where they they chat and they talk and they get together outside of skating. So these are friendships that she created. Plus, she has the skill. And that skill will never go away. The experience and the memories will never go away. And then she's gained two friends that even though they hardly see each other anymore at skating, you know, they were at her birthday party and she gets to see them. So there you go. So we're going to move on to something else. And that's another thing. And in thinking about you being uh, your child's best teacher, because they were, you were their first teacher, you knew when they were little, when it was time to teach them that next thing, when it was time to move on to that next thing, you know, the first person to teach them hot, the first person to uh, say no, the first person to teach them their colors and their name and mommy and daddy and all of the other people in the neighborhood and, 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 you know, some and more and juice and all of those things. Who did they learn that from? They didn't learn that from school. Yes. Yep. They learned it from home. Yeah. I remember when it was time for Elsa to start learning how, let's think about potty training. That's a big thing. Uh Um, We did the 72 hour potty training. Best and worst decision of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Best because it actually worked. Worst because it was the most difficult 72 hours of so far her entire life for us. (laughs) Of our entire parenting life so far. It was, oh my goodness. But we recognized that it was time and even though it was challenging. And let me tell you, so I took the first 24 hours, right? Uh-huh. And at the end of that first 24 hours, I looked at my husband and I said, she can stay in diapers until she's 25. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Ernest said to me, he said, that's okay. I'll take the next 24 hours. I was like, all right. Cause you know, if, 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 if she's going to get out of diapers, it, it's not going to be up to me this next 24 hours. So he took the next 24 hours. And at the end of that, he looked at me. He says, well, I agree. She can stay in diapers. <laughs> so at the time she was uh, in a toddler Montessori program because she had started it at 10 months. And so we called 
uh, Mrs. Harvey, who we will never forget, just an amazing and beautiful woman who uh, showed us that Montessori is really an excellent, excellent way to help children grow and become their best. And so we called her and this was during the holiday break. We were like, we are so sorry to bother you, but we are done. We can't take it anymore. And so she says, well, how, how much longer do you have to go? We're like, we have another 24 hours. She was like, okay, you can do it. What you're going to do is you guys are going to tag team. You're going to take an hour. He's going to take an hour and you're going to go back and forth and back and forth. She said, this is it. You've gotten through the first two days. This is the third day. Trust me. And with that support, we got through that final day. And it was amazing that after that, we simply put her in pull-ups at night. And we had gotten one of those big boxes of pull-ups. I think there were like 95 pull-ups in that thing. I think it cost us like $47 back then. Do you know that that child either held it or got up in the middle of the night on her own at two? and went and used the bathroom. She never pee-peed in a pull-up. We were so mad. (laughs) We were like, we wasted 95 pull-ups and $47. (laughs) But that was us going through that. And yes, I wanted to give up because it was hard that first 24 hours. My husband wanted to give up because it was hard that second 24 hours. That third 24 hours, oh my goodness, we just, we dug our heels in. We called for support. We called for help and we made it through it and we stuck to it. And guess who has been out of diapers and she doesn't have to worry about being in diapers until she's 25. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So I say that is likened to the ways that you will feel multiple times through homeschooling. But part of this podcast and finding other people who are in the community and other support systems to help you uh, from YouTube channels and all of the other things, joining the FPEA and maybe in your state, there's a, a, a homeschool association that you can join. You have to have support. You have to have help because other ties, uh, otherwise you will feel like giving up. Absolutely. So let's give the parents um, a few tips on when they have hit this roadblock and what they can do. So you already said, you know, find some a trusted friend or a support group um, to homeschool. Um, and then um, you already talked about how to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that grounded me in my hard homeschooling season was my why. Like, revisit why am I doing this mm-hmm. and if your why doesn't make you stay committed then it's not big enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like you know any other goal it's like going to the gym when there is no pain there is no gain mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. there's a point out where you want to walk away you want to quit yes. you want to be like you're me again Yes. <laughs> but you show back up mm-hmm so I think um, a big one for me has been prayer and meditation. Yes. Like on my porch with the sun coming up for 20 minutes or going on a walk and just getting outside. Getting outside does a whole lot for you. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Um. So get out in nature, even if that means just like, listen, and I take these kids with me on a homeschooling walk, just, just let them walk ahead. <laughs> you, you know, you take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Just know when you just need to have one of those, 
find whatever we can find on YouTube, like LT said, or Netflix, and just let that be the teacher for that day. Yes. 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 Uh (laughs) And that is fine. Like, some days you just don't have it in you. That's right. So you can't pour from an empty vessel, so... Just pick those days and have you a good saved YouTube ideas and shows and uh, lessons on your phone. Mm-hmm. You have those days. It's like, huh, I can remote play this uh, for my kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Game um, school. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take a week and say, today we're going to play the allowance game. Tomorrow we're going to play, are you ready for second grade, third grade, fourth grade? Uh, the next day we're going to do um, Scrabble. The next day we're going to do, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And then going back to even game schooling, these are the days, days that you take an uh, impromptu field trip. Yes. Go to, the, go to the park. Use whatever annual path you have. Mm-hmm. Get out. Yes. Um, let your kids lead their learning for today. They know what interests them. Mm-hmm. So if they're interested in the ocean, you study the ocean that day. Let them pick out their ocean book. Mm-hmm. Let them look at ocean uh, uh, courses on National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just get you some rest and relaxation. So if that means uh, hiring a babysitter, mm-hmm. sending them to friends or family just to give you a, co- a couple hours or a day away. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe even throwing this ball to the parent that normally does it, not in the brunt of this homeschooling journey, also throwing it to them at this time. But whatever you do, um, really pour into yourself because it's it's a long journey. And ask for help. Ask yeah. for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Yes. Ask for help in whatever way you need it. Is it that you need somebody to come and help you get laundry done so you can focus on homeschooling? Uh-huh. Ask for help. Is it that you need for somebody to come and, and get you at 12 o'clock so that you don't burn yourself out because you don't know how to stop once you get started and you need to take a break and go have a walk and eat lunch? Ask for help. Yes. Ask for help in whatever way it is you need help. Figure out how you need help. And if it's multiple ways, then you may need to ask multiple people or seek help in multiple areas. But either way, figure out where you need help and ask for help. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. You know, uh... My mom used to remind me, the Bible says, weeping endureth for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Yes. So it's only one night. That's right. That's right. You might you, you might feel like putting all your kids in the trash can on Tuesday, but trust me, you take a minute. <laughs> and yes. by Wednesday, you'll be like, see, I love y'all. Y'all don't belong in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I had one of those days this week, and it was like... After I did everything I needed to do, um, it was midnight, but I was taking a hot bath at midnight. Mm-hmm. And I get out until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I need it. You need so it. I didn't care that it was midnight for me. I lit those candles. Mm-hmm. I, I got me some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Peppermint, to be exact. Mm-hmm. And I hot bubble bath with Epsom salt. Yeah, that pepper. And the next time, 
That peppermint, that's you and Elsa's favorite. Listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I got to go to Publix to get me some more now. Well, then, on that note, let us all go and get a little snack. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again for coming in and helping me to talk these parents off the ledge, girl. Yes. And we've all been there. So that's right. (laughs) That is correct. Well, my name is Dr. LT Latham Riley. And I'm Latoya Bronson. We are R&B Homeschoolers. Please feel free to shoot us an email at rnbhomeschooler.com. No, at Gmail. Lord, rnbhomeschooler at gmail.com. <laughs> See, some of that homeschool mom brain will slide right in there. That's rnbhomeschooler at gmail.com. Latoya, how can they keep in touch with you? Thriving underscore homeschooler. Again, that's thriving underscore homeschooler. And that's on Instagram. And for us, you can keep in touch with us at Our Journey to Learn. That's on Instagram. Also, you can join our Facebook group at Our Journey to Learn on Facebook. And you can follow us on YouTube and keep up with all of the Elsa Tries It at Our Journey to Learn on YouTube. It's all the same everywhere. Thank you. Thank you, my girl, for joining me. Have a Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. And we will see you after the holidays.